Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of uh, Classic Gaming Brothers. I'm uh, Seth. And I'm Zach. And we are the uh, Classic Gaming Brothers. That's right. Uh, we still don't have a, uh, a tagline. We're, we're brothers and we play classic oh, that's right. games. That's we, what we do. We're brothers that play classic games or uh, I think, yeah, alright, anyway. Um... Uh, before we, we begin the episode, we just wanted to um, reach out to a fellow podcast, uh, a podcast called Couch Grouches, who uh, earlier in December gave us a shout out without even asking us if we wanted a shout out, which was really nice. Um, so Couch Grouches is a, uh, a podcast about all things nerdy and geeky. Uh, they they do some deep dives onto all sorts of things, um, and it's uh, three grouches sitting on a couch, and nice. it's, uh, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I I enjoy the podcast, and if you like our podcast, maybe you'll like their podcast too. Uh, They've been where, oh what I was ahead. just gonna say, where can you find them? Can you find them on the same stuff that we're on? Yes, they're on the same stuff that we're on uh, Spotify and all all those. Uh, Google Podcasts and all those guys. Right? Um, and they, um, I actually listen to them on Podcast Addict, actually. So, oh. Um, they, grouches. yes, the Couch Grouches. They are great. I enjoy them. They have a lot more episodes than we do. They have been at it for a little bit while longer. So, if you need a big backlog to listen to, they've got 80 something episodes. And uh, their episodes um, are a little longer form, so they run about an uh, uh, hour to two. Cool. Well, yeah, shout out to Couch Crouches, and thank you thank guys you, for uh, yeah. thank you guys for shouting us out. Um, it was yes. very nice of you. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, actually, we may have one of them on our show eventually, but not today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing. Um, it's just teasing. Just teasing. Um, so, Zach, um, yes. what have you been playing recently? Well, I, I think last week I mentioned I was um, playing some Battlefront 2, um, and I'm still playing some Battlefront 2. Um, but this time I'm actually redoing the story mode um of the the dlc which is uh which takes place in the first order new trilogy era um so i just started doing that last night um fairly fairly straightforward story mode but uh i've just been on a star wars kick lately thanks to the new movie so in all the time between episodes you haven't played any other games I really haven't, <laughs> but I am going to aim to to play another game for the next one. Good, good. Uh, yeah, so that it's, it, so you're just progressing farther in the game, as it were? Yeah, yeah, just, uh, well, retracing um, steps I've already taken, because I'm just replaying the, the, the campaign uh, of the game. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, which is fun. I mean, it, it's... it's um, it plays very similarly to the multiplayer except it's ai as opposed to uh as opposed to other players but um it's it's a solid storyline um to go through yeah so you you would recommend the the, the battlefront 2 which also had con- the yeah. controversy yeah so um it, it actually has um i was actually listening to a video today 
um, about some of the changes they've made since the controversy. Um, mm. And EA has really gone above and beyond to try to fix a lot of their issues. Not that I'm, you know, yeah. uh, defending EA, but um, Battlefront 2 today is a very different game than it was when it came out uh, a while back. I think I just played the, the demo when it came out originally. Yeah, um, and there was a lot of problems with the with the game when it came out in terms of loot boxes and just unbalanced yeah. unbalanced players. Um, they they pretty much stripped out um, the loot box mechanic. Um, you can still technically get them, but it's not like the same type of. Uh, it won't unbalance um, players anymore. Um, yeah, it's and, all and, cosmetics, right? Like um, yeah, it's Star pretty Fader much all cosmetics. Pimp, um, like the and pimp. they're actually. Oh, sorry. Like Pimp Kane, Darth Vader. Yes, yeah. Well, and they're also rele- they're releasing a um, it's a um, a DLC. It's like twenty twenty five dollars if you already own a copy of Battlefront. Um, but it will give you all the cosmetics without having to worry about using the loot box mechanics anyway. Oh, that's um, fun. Yeah, so you can pretty Any... much just make your game the way you want it to. Um, you know, just and if that, paying it, a little bit more. Yeah, and if you and if you don't like, I don't necessarily care about the cosmetics. So if you're like me, I'm just gonna keep playing the game that I paid for. So, any Baby Yoda? No Baby Yoda yet. Oh, keep your eye out. Apparently, The Sims dropped the uh, Baby Yoda in. Yes, yes, I did see that. Um, uh, Sims Four, which just had the re- university expansion pack come out. I, I I do believe that someone modded Baby Yoda into the game, but it's not official. Oh, um, oh it's I, not official. Maxis. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't, or, I didn't yeah, click yeah. the link. <laughs> No, 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 no. The Sims one is official, I think, but oh. the, someone modded it into Battlefront. Oh, oh nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not um, official yet. So I've recently been playing a different game than I oh. have been recently playing in our other podcasts. So I like to <laughs> talk about different games. Uh, <laughs> so I've recently been playing Two Point Hospital, even though you didn't oh. ask me what I've been playing recently. Oh, nice. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> thank you for telling me. <laughs> you're welcome. I thought you might want to know. Yeah. Uh, uh, Two Point Hospital is uh, a game that's a, it's a spiritual successor to Hospital Tycoon, where you uh, run a hospital. It's a strategic simulation type game, similar to uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon, except yeah. without theme parks, I, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, though it's interesting it's it's actually like more of a labor management type game okay um, so in the hospital you have to you you have uh you have to hire different staff and you have to build out different offices and different offices may have um more of a, a different specialty so you may need an office for like um a psychiatrist and that they can cure a specific sort of illness track and different illnesses and you have to develop and learn how to uh cure different illnesses okay and but they have also like all of their diseases are just funny um so like one of the diseases is like um pan in the hand or something like that and they're just people who have pans stuck in them so they need them to be extracted using a giant magnet and you have to build the magnet room um, oh. <laughs> there's also like a celebrity syndrome so they come in and they act like elvis and they need to go see a psychiatrist to be un elvisized elvis, elvis the singer 
So then, uh, and you have to build up and you can buy more uh, different plots and you have to have like a, a good ratio of uh, doctors and uh, all the different staff, nurses, receptionists, and janitors. Mm-hmm. And they all need to be able to have uh, the ability to keep the workflow going while managing like breaks and stuff like that. So, and when somebody takes breaks, they take breaks for days so they may go on a break for 30 days and if you only have one receptionist and they're on break for 30 days your hospital shuts down because there's a backlog of people who can't get to see anybody because you need a receptionist to um, assign them to the appropriate doctor and then you may need like a a a gp who then decides whether or not they need additional like a general practice doctor who then decides what specialty they may need and it goes from there well, that's pretty cool. And so, yeah, it's a it's a fun um, simulation strategy game, uh, two point hospital, uh, very much uh, a fun tongue in cheek type game. Is it by the um, is it by the original people who made um, the, no, the classic no, no. game? Okay, so it's kind of in the same vein as like Planet Coaster, Planet Zoo. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, um, I was actually I was gonna look it up real quick. So, oh, okay. <laughs> That's the new uh, looking it up music. Yeah. Let's see if everybody likes it or not. Probably uh, not. Um, well, I did find it. I out, just, but... yeah, well, I, I can't. I both, so spoiler alert to spoiler alert to our, um, our fans. We, we both have very mechanical keyboards. So Zachary and I can't actually type while we're doing the podcast because you will hear it and it's kind yes. of obnoxious yeah, yeah. um it is, it is actually done by two point studios oh okay hence the name two point hospital oh okay um, cool that they makes sense. uh they were published by uh our friends over at sega ah cool so, nice of, uh, of, of sonic the hedgehog fame of, of sonic the hedgehog fame now owned by N- nintendo <laughs> Uh, they're third party. They don't really. No oh, one owns Sega. Party. Nobody owns Sega. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> which oh, is except... which is why they went out of business. Because <laughs> well, no well, one they got better. Sega. Yes, did they, they did get better? better. Yes, they did get better. Um, uh, well, they learned so, how to manage their time. <laughs> so last week we um, talked about Half Life, uh, and we went on a little tangent and said uh, when we were talking about Half Life, Alex, and we. Also mentioned Half Light. I think we talked about it in episode zero. Where oh no no maybe we were talking about that separately. Maybe we should talk about that today about why you like Half Life so much. Oh yes, um, uh, yeah yes. Yeah. So, my so own what, personal history with Half Life. Yeah. Well, well before maybe so if for people who don't listen, Half Life's a, a one of the flagship games done by Valve, which mm-hmm. is Valve Corporation. Um, they created the Steam platform. Um, they're an interesting company in their own right. Um, I think we hinted that to that. And what I mean by that is that they are a, a flat organization company and they're privately held. And mm. they've never really taken out any, they don't own anybody. They kind of own themselves. And uh, they there is Gabe who started the company and then everybody else. Um, and they're all equal playing field. Yeah. So it's a very interesting yeah. structure. 
Uh, so, so for brief, brief history, um, Gabe Newell, who was the founder of Valve, um, got to start working for Microsoft, and um, one of his early projects that he took on as a personal project was porting Doom to uh, Windows ninety eight or to Windows, um, as opposed to being on DOS, um, and he pretty much used the uh, kind of energy that he got from that to go on and found uh, find um, Valve Studios. Mm. Um, so yeah, and Half-Life was uh, their first really commercial game. It was also one of the first commercial successes from them. Um, um, it did very well. It came out in 1998. I didn't get to play it until I was a little older. Um, and, and my personal history with Half-Life is uh, I, I played a lot of PC games on uh, my, my stepfather's computer. And um, it, the computer while good at the time, couldn't run a lot of modern games, so um, I opted to purchase a game from 1998. Um, it, it was one of the only games I purchased, and I played a lot of it. Um, so Half-Life probably takes about, like, if you play it straight through, it's going to take you probably, and you don't like try to speed run it, it'll probably take you maybe like seven, eight hours, I would say. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I put in about 80 um uh, of replaying the game about that, four or five times <laughs> and exploring well, yeah. every nook or cranny of that game <laughs> 10 times yes yes uh 80 hours is a lot of time to dedicate i think i played in 80 hours i played two full run-throughs of Baldur's Gate 2 for the PC, which is a 40-hour video game. Yes. Uh, you, I would... <laughs> where you played maybe 10 of Half-Life. Yes. Um, and I would like to say that um, Half-Life is not a game that has alternate endings. It does not no. really have replayable value to it besides... Like, really, if you play Half-Life once, you have played Half-Life <laughs> There is no sure. more to get, um, but it, it is it is a very fun first person shooter. Um, it, it was essentially designed by um, Valve as a kind of answer to to Quake and Doom, which were popular at the time. Uh, Gabe specifically wanted an immersive game rather than what he called a shooting gallery style game. Um, he wanted a game that had. Um, a, a lot of um a lot of visual um kind of effects and stuff like that and a lot of uh kind of good spectacle to it but he also wanted a game that had a storyline that was complementary to the gameplay um and i think he was able to kind of succeed with uh, succeed with that um yeah i i would agree with that i think that he i think the game that uh valve put together and wasn't it also partly something because they had the grav cannon in it wasn't it part of the physics in the no that well was that wasn't until that, came that wasn't the, yeah that wasn't half until half-life Life 2 2 um, right 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 um that but was a, that was like a physics thing but they were playing around with a lot of new techniques um pretty much they took uh, uh the uh, quake the quake engine and heavily heavily modified it um after getting it licensed from um id software um, and their modified version became what was known as the Gold Source engine, um, which went on to evolve into what became the Source engine. Which, the Source engine, yes, which um, is of the backbone of a lot of their orange box, um, yes, material. Um, um, it remains the backbone to a lot of their their material. Yeah, and the so the other games that were kind of out in that time period of Half Life. Um, 
was would uh, was like Counter Strike, um, Counter Strike 1.6, and Team Fortress uh, came around during that time. Um, so these were some were fan mods created yes. using the uh, engine because uh, Valve is very open with their materials. Uh, so you can actually get even today, I believe you can get source mod. Like you can get source the the source the source engine for source and make your own game using their mod. Yeah, they they have they have always been um, open to to fan games, um, and they've often gotten into um, deals with with fan game creators uh, or fan right. mod creators, um, notably as as Seth mentioned, Counter Strike, but also Day of Defeat. Um, and yeah. uh, more recently, um, Black Mesa, which is a remake of the original Half-Life done in the Source engine, um, that started out as a free mod, but now is a um, fully fully uh, independent game available on on Steam. Oh yeah, and it's and they and they and they're good with in regards to I think some people who actually worked on different fan mods have probably gotten jobs at valve oh yes sure yeah that's happened yeah and, yeah. and half-life uh half-life has had also a couple of official spin-offs um there was um in 99 there was opposing force where you played as a um a soldier um named adrian shepherd who has never been seen again um it's pretty much more of the same with with the original half-life except uh you had a couple cooler weapons i think they gave you a desert eagle and a uh, heavy machine gun and then there was a uh, blue shift um which came out in in 2001 yeah and you played as barney right yes you played as barney calhoun who who reappears again in in uh in uh half-life 2 um yep. in, initially um, Blue Shift was supposed to only be for the Dreamcast version of Half-Life, the port, um, but that was canceled. So they decided they were just going to release it as a standalone PC game. Um, um, it's it is very short. It is it is like half the half the normal length of Half-Life. Um, it doesn't even have the full roster of weapons and such. Um, most people call it like some people will say it's like half-life but shorter and worse uh, <laughs> so um but blue shift was cool in the sense that it also um provided um the high definition pack which came with it which um boosted the polygon count for the original half-life models and that was compatible for both half-life and opposing force um so that you can make the game look just a little bit better than the original graphics um allowed yeah um do you do we want to get into um, kind of like w what the premise of the game was? Um, and yeah. Kind of goes through like at least. Um, so I've actually, I think I booted up Blue Shift once. Uh, I don't know if I played much of it. I don't know if I even played any of Opposing Force. Mm -hmm. um, I came into Half Life uh, after I had already played Counter Strike and Day of Defeat. So hmm. like I was coming back into Half Life, and I, I never played it really before playing a lot of Counter Strike and Day of Defeat, and then picking up Half Life, being like, oh, this is actually really good. And I think actually Half Life Two came out shortly after I started. I think I beat Half Life, and then I think it was very soon that Half Life Two came out because I took so long to play it originally. 
Yeah, um, I mean, so Half-Life is a fairly straightforward plot in the sense that it's the story of a um, theoretical physicist named Gordon Freeman who is late to work one day, um, something he is chronically known for, apparently. Whoa, oh, just <laughs> like Gage Blackwood. <laughs> yes, exactly, just like Journeyman himself. <laughs> oh, so all these, all these horrible situations happen because bureaucrats are late to work. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Um, Gordon shows up late for his job at the Black Mesa Research Facility, um, and um, he his job is to push a metal thing into a uh, thing called a spectrometer, which is looks like a giant bolt of lightning, um, and he pushes it in as his bosses tell him to do, and everything goes wrong. Um, he opens up a portal to a place called Zen, X-E-N, and unleashes all the monsters into um, into the Black Mesa facility. So then is your job as Gordon to leave the Black Mesa facility because you don't want to die. Um, some people describe it as... Uh, there's a, a one-level designer, Ken Birdwell, who described it as Die Hard meets Evil Dead, which I think is a very accurate description. Um, die Hard? So a Christmas game. <laughs> not quite but in the sense that you uh you do a lot of uh you do a lot of traversing through um air ducts um and uh and and you're in a kind of uh very uh very industrial um office space environment for a good chunk of the game before you actually go to the zen home world um and then uh opposing force as i mentioned you play as adrian shepherd who is a um soldier uh that comes in to deal with the um deal with the black mesa uh issue and then you have uh and and um then blue shift is uh you play as a security guard who is just caught up in the whole situation of the black mesa issue um so they they all they all take place all three of those games take place at the same time there's actually a moment where um you're playing as Barney and you see Gordon going past in the morning on his uh, commute. Um, and there's another moment where you're Adrian Shepard and you see someone carrying Gordon's body after he gets knocked out to a different part of the game. So all of the characters kind of interact with each other um, indirectly, um, which is a nice that's, little touch. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that kind of interconnectivity of between games. I Almost like you're playing different perspectives of the same situation yeah exactly um just and, through and, different games yeah and and in uh opposing force even more so because the the military is kind of the enemy in half-life one um they start shooting you so you have to shoot them and in opposing force you play as the military so it's kind of a little twist on the roles um of you kind of seeing it from a different perspective now both of these games are available on steam for five dollars a piece yes uh, not and is half-life i think half-life might be also i think half-life might be um uh so yeah half-life is half-life is ten dollars right now and the other games are five um i definitely think it's worth picking up if you've never played the half-life games um if you're interested in first-person shooters um if you like classic first-person shooters especially um like quake and doom um which i do and um i enjoy half-life for a lot of the subversions to the genre um that it brought out um it was very unique for the time i mean it's not like a running gun like doom right. and, and quake are 
Um, it's it's very a lot more tact, um, a lot more trying to like you have to conserve your ammo. It's, yeah, it's tactic driven. Tactic driven. Yeah, yeah. You, I think if you get shot, you die pretty easy. Yeah, um, I mean, there's ways to kind of boost up your 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 health and your your armor, but um, once you start losing your armor, you're going to take a lot of damage pretty quick. So um, it, it definitely ups the ante in terms of uh, you don't necessarily feel like a bullet sponge um, of a character like you might as the Doom guy. Yeah, I I, I think they're uh, I think all of them together, the Half Life, that original Valve box as it were um was was a pretty good collection of games that really um if you see those pictures of like land parties with like the kids taped to the like ceiling and stuff like that <laughs> um that's that's what happened like that's that's like counter-strike 1.6 right there like you i i remember going to a um a video game cafe and sitting down and playing Counter-Strike with uh, a couple of my friends and a bunch of people that I didn't even know. And we got into a local match. Um, and then so after Half-Life came Half-Life 2. Yes, um, kind of a substantial um, amount of time later. So the original Half-Life came out in 98. Half-Life 2 uh, came out in 2004. Um, right. And uh, Half-Life 2 takes place... Uh, pretty much following up from where half-life one ends so spoiler alert for half-life one it ends with gordon being put into a stasis uh field of some sort um and in half-life two you awaken sometime later and find out that the world has been taken over by this alien race known as the combine uh and now gordon has to kind of deal with that situation um, and yeah. you run you run across former Black Mesa characters, so you run across Barney, um, you run across a scientist named Dr. Eli Vance and his daughter Alex, who's going to be the yep. central character in Half-Life Alex. Yep. Um, and you run across Dr. Kleiner, who's a uh, kind of stereotypical, like, scient- nerdy scientist guy. Yes, yeah, he had, Kleiner had glasses, didn't he? Or... Yeah, he has glasses and a pet um monster head crab they're called that yes, has been de-beaked right. and it's named lamar uh, um and half-life 2 as seth mentioned earlier um also introduced us to um, a new physics engine which was the source engine and a way that they wanted to introduce people to that engine and give it kind of um the gravita that they that they thought it deserved was by giving you a weapon called the gravity gun which allowed you to pick up objects and chuck them um, and different objects have kind of different weight to them, um, and they'll be chucked at different speeds. Um, so it kind of gives each, um, it, it very much makes the physics engine feel as real as it could have been at yeah. that time. Yeah. And they, they also use, so the, they, that was eventually released in an orange box, um, which was packaged with team fortress two and portal one. Yes. Um, um Along with the two episode episodic follow-ups to Half-Life 2, Episode 1 and Episode 2. Yes, um, that, that was eventually all packaged together as a deal, yeah. um, which I think is still a deal that happens. It's That's their orange box. That's like their flagship games. Um, Team Fortress 2 with all of its hats, uh, Half-Life 2, and then Episode 1 and Episode 2 that followed up after Half-Life 2, mm-hmm. but, but are not Half-Life 3. Nope. <laughs> and then, um, and they, 
those also take place more do you play as alex in some of those um no i mean she has a bigger role in them she has a bigger role in those um they also take place like i think half-life one episode one half-life two episode one takes place like a few hours after episode after half-life two happens right then half-life episode two i think takes place um pretty much immediately after half-life episode one yes um so uh, and they introduce um they introduce some new character some new characters some new enemies um and uh some other different features um in the game that kind of up the ante of the original and alex will be taking place before the episodes yes um alex i believe takes place actually before half-life 2 itself um so before gordon is brought out of stasis oh Um, right um and it's just alex's time in city 17 the 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 place that's been is kind of the most the game takes place so perhaps the taking over of the combines is probably what we're going to be seeing in half-life alex yeah um or or at least kind of the early days of the combine um to kind of take over in their regime um yeah there's a lot of lore to half-life that um i mean it even ties into portal a little bit um so it's 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 definitely one of those games that a lot of the lore is given to you through characters in the game talking um not necessarily even to you you'll hear characters talking to each other in the background and that's how you can pick up little tiny pieces of lore um Mm. and the game does a good job at that at um using kind of diegetic sound um to kind of build this world that you're in that's that's a good uh what was that word diegetic yes that was a that was a filmmaking class word i learned (laughs) Oh yes. So what is what exactly is diegetic? Diegetic means it's a uh, sound um, within the item within the thing that you're listening to or watching. So, for example, if you're watching a movie and there's a song in the movie that the characters hear that is diegetic music, as opposed to being a soundtrack item. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Or like a conversation that's happening that someone overhears. Yeah, at least for or in, you in, as a user over here. The... yeah so at least in in the sense that i'm using it um in in the in half-life the half-life 2 the um conversations you hear and actually some of them kind of some of the music you hear tends to be more diegetic like some of the music isn't really music it's just like the alarm blaring but it blares at a certain beat so it kind of sounds like music oh, <laughs> um and it, it has that kind of uh um it gives you kind of a daunting environment that you're in a very orwellian environment orwellian that's a that's a awesome. I, I mean i just, i got the i got the orwellian. vocab today i know very very good very good vocab oh no no the or- orwellian reminds me of uh beyond orwell it also there's a game called the orwell which is this it's an also an interesting type of game um yeah so half-life 2 and then uh, Counter-Strike Source, uh, Portal is good. Yep, and Portal, which again, um, arguably, as some people like to say, will take place in the same universe. There's hints yes. um, between the two, especially Portal 2. Um, there's references. Aperture Labs and Black Mesa. Black Mesa, yeah. A lot of uh, competitiveness going on between them. Um, there's a reference um, in Portal 2 to the Borealis, which is a ship you hear about in Half-Life 2. Um, right. So they're implied to take place in the same universe. Yeah, there's also comments about how Aperture Science does better at science than Black Mesa. Yes, in yeah. Portal, <laughs> which is arguable. 
uh, um, Aperture Science definitely doesn't have um, as many staff as Black Mesa. Does. That's true. Um, but they're very but, more efficient that way. But also, Black Mesa at the end of Half Life becomes a smoldering crater in the ground. So oh, spoiler they, alert! Yeah, spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> so they also uh, don't have a very big staff. Yeah. Um, Counter Strike is a multiplayer only game. Uh, if you yes, don't know along about Counter Strike, along with uh, you know Counter Strike Source and and Team Fortress and, uh, and Team Fortress Two and Team Fortress Two uh, and, and, and Team Ricochet and Ricochet. <laughs> Uh, and and uh, and Dota Two is built on the Source Engine, isn't it? I be- yes, I believe yeah. that Dota Two is part yeah. of the Source Engine. So and that and also multiplayer only as well. Yeah, so they have they have a little spread. You either get it's interesting that they keep their they either either have single player games or multiplayer games with Valve. You don't have any real game that is single player and also multiplayer. Yeah, I think the only exception to that is Portal Two, which has a yes, uh, co op mode. Um, and I guess and arguably mod. yes, and carries mod <laughs> and uh, arguably uh, Half Life Decay, which was a PlayStation Two. Uh, version of half-life uh that was um co-op as well uh, they, what? i didn't even know that game existed yes yeah so half-life decay was uh is a it's so if you buy half-life one on playstation 2 yeah it comes with half-life one and it also comes with a game called decay which is a short um expansion to half-life one along the lines of opposing force and blue shift except it is a co-op um version of half-life one you play as these two other theoretical physicists that i guess work alongside gordon oh. uh, do they have names yes uh colette green and gina cross um you actually hear their names in half-life one um being called over the intercom system oh interesting you yeah, see you've played a lot of half-life i, I have guess. played i've played more half-life than i've needed to play that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> have you ever booted it up for nostalgic sake Yes. Uh, <laughs> every now and then, I um, want to experience certain levels of Half Life, so I open up one of my old saves, which has um, has pretty much the whole game completed, so I can just pick whichever level I want to play through. Um, nice. It's um, kind of like Hitman in that that mission with the the Hitman Blood Money with the the house. It's always a fun mission to play through. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's certain levels that are certainly. Uh, uh, fun to play over, play again in in Half Life. Uh, probably after we finish this podcast uh, episode, I'm probably going to play more Half Life. So <laughs> <laughs> to be to be Working honest, hour two hundred. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's uh, that's so that's I guess that's going to be Half Life there. Um, and uh, some of the Valve catalog and a little bit on Valve. Uh, I think that's a. Uh, good for for today i i feel like we have more as always i always feel like there's more to go back and talk to about certain things so maybe we'll revisit valve and their catalog again when we get when maybe when uh half-life alex comes out yeah and there's definitely um definitely places we'll probably talk um about other valve games i mean um if we do an episode talking about warcraft we'll probably bring up dota and that will lead us to dota too so um, warcraft Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> that's a that's one for the books. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, again, I, I definitely recommend Half Life, the first game for sure, and I also recommend Half Life Two um, as as you know as a sequel. Um, right.
Yeah, and and and, and maybe kind of like DSX and DSX, the uh, the new new one. Oh yes, uh, Human Revolution. Human Revolution. Yeah, I almost feel like you should play. Well, I don't. We could talk about DSX another time, but it's. I would recommend playing Half Life One before you play Half Life Two. Not only for the story, but for the you don't. It's sometimes hard going back to older graphics when you played a game at newer graphics, kind of thing. Yes. Or like a newer UI. It's kind of like Ma- Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect One. It's very hard for me to go back to Mass Effect One knowing that there's a Mass Effect Two. Yes, uh, and and Half Life One it doesn't do. I mean, if, if graphics is a thing, um, I recommend playing Black Mesa, which is a is a port of Half Life One done in the same graphical engine as half-life 2 um and it is very very true to the original game um currently it is not 100 percent complete but they did release the um open beta for the last like third of the game um that was missing so awesome um so with that let's uh let's just roll into our um by weight pass segment unless there's anything you wanted to say in further I got nothing on Half Life. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. So let's uh, move along here. And uh, so we'll go to our Byway Pass segment. And uh, we have games that are coming out. I asked you first what games you've been played recently. So, Zach, what game do you have that's upcoming that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, I was bashing on it on, on the, the franchise just a moment ago, but I'm very excited for Doom Eternal. Um, it is the follow-up to the 2016 uh, Doom game released by Bethesda Software and id. Um, I really liked Doom. Um, I purchased it when it came out, uh, and I will probably do the same with Doom Eternal, so I think it's going to be a buy for me. Uh, it looks like a just a very cathartic game to play, um, as Doom tends to be. Um, I'm also excited about the prospect that if you pre-order the game now, you get a copy of Doom. Uh, doom 64 as a port to the pc um which is the Ooh. first time that they've done that um so it's that's the kind N64 of a, game right yeah yeah so it's the first official port of doom 64 to the pc um uh, or to the ps4 or to whatever console that you you want to buy doom eternal on perhaps when is doom eternal coming out uh sometime in 2020 uh, i believe february um oh, I, I would cool. have to double check but i don't want to make clicky noises on my keyboard um yes but it does look like it's going to be a promising game i i believe that there's uh some some signs in the trailer that you might have to fight god so we'll see how that goes oh interesting and yeah. uh i um maybe we will uh talk about doom has a bit of a history when it comes to video games so maybe when um the doom eternal comes out you can expect a related doom podcast in definitely your feed. we can talk about all the dooms i what doom was one of the first games that i played um so it's something that's close to my heart and chex quest um, was one of the first that i played <laughs> oh chex quest is an amazing game um the one of the old, few and far between games that was distributed solely in cereal boxes it's true uh, uh, so, so uh, <laughs> uh for my well, yeah, what are you, what are you uh, excited for, Seth? What, are you, what, from, what game are you well, looking my, for? Well, my byway pass today is going to be a, a game called uh, Firmament. Uh, it's a an adventure game that's going to be done by uh, the studio of uh, Cyan Studio, which is the same people oh, who okay. did Mist, Riven, yeah. uh, Abduction, uh, Uru, uh, Abduction being their newest one. Uh, Firmament is going to be... Uh, 
a steampunk adventure game uh, in the style of that is very familiar with everyone that we've gotten to know with Cyan. So uh, very much beautiful environments, uh, very little uh, actual people, uh, creepy pacing, but also not necessarily. It's also like it's creepy that you're alone, but it's kind of a fascinating world. Uh, puzzles where you're like uh, raising and lowering waters and bridges and kind of like physical puzzles. So I'm assuming that they're going to be very kind of right up in that alley. Um, very high in-depth story that you have to try to piece apart. Um, and it will be uh, a VR experience. So I'm looking forward to uh, Ferment being on VR as well as the Half-Life Alex being on VR. I think both both of those being on VR would be two solid kind of full-run games. Uh, I think I actually un- already bought it. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, So I guess you're a buy on this game. I'm I'm probably a buy on this game because uh, I think I backed their Kickstarter. Or I at least saw them add um, packs, and I think I backed it then. Uh, Looks like the July, it's going to be a July 2020 delivery date. It is uh, somewhat, I think it's in a backer kit now. I think their Kickstarter is actually over. Um, But I think you can still back the game. If you go to like uh, their just Google Ferment and you'll find it, and uh, yeah, they uh, but it's saying July, but it's also a Kickstarter game, so you know who knows those very. I've I don't know if I've had a game that really shipped on time when it came to a Kickstarter. Yeah, um, that's kind of still, the uh, kind of the curse of Kickstarter. Yeah, I think there's. I mean, some of the games that have come out of Kickstarter have been amazing. Uh, I just think that sometimes they set very low expectations or very high expectations for themselves yes where they yeah. expect to ship them very soon um with that uh i just wanted to let everybody know that we are still with treat we're still retrieving it sounds like we're gathering um, we're still uh <laughs> like out there like digging up uh emails and all that for our uh, podcast i do have a, an ask if you are actually if you are a international listener uh, send us an email. We'd love to uh, chat with you about your own experiences being not from the United States. If you're still, if you're listening to us, and uh, so we can once again, uh, we're doing the giveaway where you send us feedback, and we'll put you in a drawing for uh, for a free game. And not a, it's a free PC game, and yes. it will be from a list. Yes, so you will choose your own game from our list. To be honest, you might think our list is garbage, but we have a <laughs> yeah. lot on it. Well, we have close to 300 games on it, so we're ready to ready to let them go. Uh, so just uh, send us some feedback uh, and tell us something that you liked about the episode or you hated about the episode. Either or, we like both negative and positive feedback. Um, follow us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. We hopefully have gotten something out there yet. Yes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> um, think. By yeah. Now. We will hopefully have um, a, an and image. On Instagram, an image. One image. Um, and uh, we also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, all of our social media is Classic Gaming Brothers, except for Twitter, which is... Which is uh, CG Brothers Pod. 
CG Brothers Pod. Yes. We and we will announce our uh, we will announce new episodes on all of them. We are dropping on Sunday, uh, generally Sunday afternoon, to allow the uh, transmittal to all the different agents so that you can have it in your feed on uh, Monday. Uh, and we are on most agents and in most streaming services. So uh, feel free to find if we're on something that you're not on. If you're if you're listening, if you want to listen to us on something that we're not on, let us know. We'll get yeah. on there. Yeah, definitely. Um, And remember, don't play games like my brother. And don't play games like my brother. I've been Seth. And I've been Zach. And we've been the Classic Gaming Brothers. That's right. (laughs) That's right. All right. Cue the music. (laughs) 